Hey guys, what's up? Before we start the show, the six-week new client surge program is starting on June 13th. It's my six-week marketing masterclass where I teach gym owners everything I know about marketing and you will finish the course a marketing master yourself. So super excited for you to be able to own the marketing side of your business finally and all you need to do is click the link in the show notes and get all the info there. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Ask Vince podcast. I'm Matt and I'm here with Vince, of course. And before we get started today, I'd just like to do one thing and that's propose yet another business transaction, if you will. And that is you get every week these, uh, these great podcasts full of great information that you can use to boost your business. And all that we ask is that you follow and leave five stars, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, and uh, we'll keep pumping out these great podcasts for you guys. You know what I think you're doing? What am I doing? I think you're programming everybody to push fast forward during the initial part of the podcast so they don't have to hear that. So we'll have to sneak it in is what you're saying. Yeah. We'll have to get sneaky. We'll have to, yeah, you'll have yeah. to like put it at different times. Maybe I'll do it like because uh, you're getting, every, every other you're word. You're getting fast forwarded right It's now. encoded. Well, not if they're driving. <laughs> If they're responsible drivers, they're not fast forwarding. <laughs> what we'll do is every other word encode the message. Yeah. 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 But so you, you had a pretty busy uh, week. Yep. Weekend last week. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, it was, uh, I had uh, my sister's wedding and we had the, um, it was right in New York City, right below the Brooklyn Bridge. Beautiful uh, view of the, uh, not the World Trade Center, the Freedom Tower. And, um, I was uh, I officiated the wedding, so first time I've ever done that. So I've done a lot of public speaking in my day, but uh, that was the first time officiating a wedding. It was apparently went okay. I didn't, you know, and it was. It's interesting. I never read stuff, but like this was one of the first talks where I actually had notes and I was reading a little bit. Um, I didn't think you knew how to read. Yeah, no. It's normally I just like, start talking. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great. It was a great event. A lot of good, a lot of good times. A lot of good family stuff. But uh, happy that's over. It was like pressure. <laughs> yeah, it must have been because they kept probably, saying probably the worst pressure. Actually, they kept saying to me, "Oh, you're gonna kill it. Oh, you're gonna kill it. It's gonna go really, really good." Great. Like, really? Yeah. I've never done this before. So, <laughs> um, so there was a lot of like hype going into it. Oh, Vince speaks for a living, so he's going to do really good. And I was just like, I don't know. I'm not a pastor for yeah. a living. <laughs> I'm a Now if the if I, the I talk to meathead gym owners like myself all day and I wear gym clothes. It, it's funny I'm looking at uh buying a building right now and I walked into the building and the realtor looks at me. He's like, "Is that what you wear to work every day?" And I had like t-shirt and shorts on. And he's like, I was like, "Yeah, I was like every day." And he's like, "Oh, man." That looks amazing. <laughs> he was basically saying, wow, you're a loser. <laughs> and I wish I was you. <laughs> so, anywho. Well, great. So, oh, and you also had, um, you came back from a, a meeting this past week with some great new marketing ideas that we're excited to try out with oh, the yeah. upcoming surge. Yes. Yeah, the six-week new client surge around the corner. Um, really super excited. I recorded another podcast. So I think as, as the time they're listening to this, they should definitely go back and listen to Monday's podcast, um, which was all about, uh, the three ways to grow a business. And it's kind of almost like what surge is, is like kind of 
is a six-week course on the three ways to grow a business model. Um, so definitely go back and listen to that one if you missed it. But yeah, Surge Around the Corner, I think uh, like second week in June, uh, we'll be launching for that. So very, very cool. If you're a gym owner and you want help with marketing, this is it. Great. So as you get back into gym mode and out of wedding officiating mode, you know, from your new pastime, maybe next uh, business venture, <laughs> we'll get into the questions. So uh, how do you run a charity event that's also good for business? Well, here's the thing. It's like, it's good for business. And so like a lot of times people think, well, is it good for business if I get a bunch of clients for it? And yeah, that's probably what they're, that's probably what they're asking, right? I'm assuming that they're asking the question, a charity event that's good for business, meaning I run a charity event and I make a bunch of money from the clients that I get from it. And I think that that there are ways to do that. I'll talk about that in a second, but they're good for business because one, it's good for retention because you're going to probably have a lot of your current members participate. And I think sometimes we forget of what's good for business as only, Hey, it's not just getting new clients. That's good for business. It's keeping the ones you've got. Right. And so by doing things like charity events, especially ones that are uh, community based, I found that when they're very, you know, linked with the community, um, I remember we did a, uh, there was a kid in our town. This was back when we had the old gym, but there was a kid in our town that had cancer and the whole community was like rallying around this, this, this kid. And we did a dodgeball tournament at the gym for him. And I'm telling you, we, we must've had like a hundred kids in like a 2000 square foot turf field. It was crazy. It was nuts. I was like, I'm getting sued for this one. There was like kids running into walls and stuff. It was nuts. Um, but Sounds fun though. It, it was like it was huge for the community because it was the community was so behind it and connected to it. And I honestly, I look back, I don't remember how many clients we got from. I don't even care, right? But I know that something like that is just providing goodwill with your current members, goodwill with that. So, like, what's good for business is not just how many clients did you get from it. What's good for business is how many of your members came to the charity event, how many of your members brought family members to the charity event because when you're the families of your members can get connected to the business that you go to, there's a better chance. Like my son's jujitsu school, like when it's not just, I, I take Joey, you know, all the time, but then when we have the belt tests and the stripe tests and the tournaments, Vanessa and the kids go. So then Vanessa and the kids, they meet the senseis and they meet. And all of a sudden then Toria started going, right to jujitsu and now i heard vanessa is going to try vanessa is bribing me where she says i'll do jujitsu if you let us get another dog Uh and i'm just like oh god and i said no forever and then i said all right if you do jujitsu for a year with on a signed contract i will allow you to get another dog he said no and then he said well what kind of dog now she of course she sends me pictures of the dog yeah (laughs) you're already there um Stop anyway, trying to sell after you make the, the sale. The, the time that we um, we got our first dog, I was drunk with Mike Waldron in California, and and we were at a seminar in 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 California together, and we're sitting there drinking. And Vanessa calls me, and says, "I think I want to get a dog." I'm like, "Yeah, sounds great. Go get it." And I came home. There's a dog, and I'm just. He's like, "What did you just do?" So, anywho, but sorry, uh, tangent. But ch- charity events are good for business, even if you don't directly get 
business from it. They are good because it strengthens your relationships with your current members. And the number one driver of your success in business is going to be how well you keep the people that you've got, right? So they are good for that. And I think people don't look at them in that, in that way um, at all. Now, um, they can be good for business if you do a good job of promoting them uh, potentially with other businesses, right? So if you, you know, connect with other businesses and they promote the charity event for you, you're now getting access to people that you wouldn't normally get access to, right? So if a salon sends an email about this charity event and the salon, a couple of the salon's clients come, those are people that are potential, uh, new clients for you. Uh, if you do a good job of telling members to bring their family and their friends, um, then those people that come to the charity event are also potential um, new members as well. Um, and then, and then the way you would, this is how we would always do it. Um, and this is one way to do it, but um, the way we would always do it is we would sell at the end, we do like a, a mini pitch and we would do uh, a trial membership and sell like a discounted trial membership. Like I think ours was like, a hundred bucks or it was like a hundred dollars minimum donation or so, something like that. And what we would do is we would take all the money and donate it to the chair back to the charity. So basically we would say, Hey, you know, uh, you can do a 30 day trial with us. It's a hundred bucks, uh, minimum donation. Um, and we're going to take all of your donation and put it back to the charity for today. So it's like complete goodwill, um, to do it. So you could get people to do it like that. So that's how you can get the people that are, showing up that aren't members uh to do it and you can also you know don't forget if they don't sign up right then and there at the charity event that you could also send them emails afterwards and get them on your email list and follow up with them periodically or technically ideally what we would always do is send like three three email series right afterwards um to get them to come in for something like that but that's how so don't think of it as just new people think of it as strengthening your current relationships um, of, of the members you've got, think of it as building goodwill in your community, right? That people underestimate goodwill and how important that is. Um, so you're building goodwill with a charity event. You're building goodwill with your, well, what the hell is goodwill? Goodwill with your members. Um, and then you're giving yourself an opportunity, you know, to potentially get some new clients to the door and donate to a charity at the same time. So they're, they're a win-win. Go do them. Great. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that, uh, you bring it up. It's kind of like, a. a built-in JV when you bring oh, the yeah, yeah. community into it. And it's a lot easier for JVs to send something out that's a charity event than it is like, hey, go trade at this gym. Yeah. Um, and I, that's how I used to – honestly, one of the ways I grew GFP in the early days was to um, – I would do these uh, ACL injury prevention seminars. And I would go to the school and say – I would go to the I, I would go to the superintendent. And I had said to the superintendent, I was like, hey, you know, there's a big problem, which there was, uh, with female athletes tearing their ACLs, and I'm partnering with a doctor to do it. Do you think that you can send this out to the school district? Because I want to make sure as many people in the community are aware that this injury exists, and I want to educate people on how to help reduce the risk. Whole community got the email. That's a great sell. Right? And so now it's like um, I'm going in with – not, hey, can you help me promote my business? I'm going, hey, I'm doing this workshop or I'm doing this seminar that's a value add that's solving a very specific problem that people in your community have, um, and, and this is what I'm doing. So it's another way to, to, to kind of angle it. Cool. 
Well, before we get too far away from the charity thing, we do have a, another question that covers more of that kind of thing, which is, how do I stand out as a vendor at, at a community event and make the most of my time there? Okay. Um, so there's a couple things. Um, number one, the person that goes has to want to go. You don't want your, your coach just think of like if you walk through those things and all of a sudden you see thing. someone and they're sitting at a table and there's two brochures in front of them and they're sitting there with their arms crossed and they're like looking at their watch every five seconds like it, it ain't it ain't gonna work right so if you all of a sudden you think oh yeah we're paid 500 bucks for the event hey johnny go and sit at this booth for four hours on a saturday instead of going out with the boys and he's like Right, he's all mad. That he's got to do it, and he sits there. Right, so the person that's at the event has got to be your most bubbly, outgoing person that wants to talk. So the extroverts of the world. So you don't put me at a booth, right? You don't put me at a booth. You're bubbly, Vince. You, no, I am not bubbly at all. You put <laughs> Will Matheson at the booth because they'll talk the freaking whole time with everybody, right? So you find people that are severely extroverted, right, and you get them to be able to communicate. Uh, well with people that like I mean when I would go to those things I would just like like try and hide and like and it wasn't good I would, it wasn't successful at them right because uh, Vanessa would be there and she'd be talking to people and Big Tom would be there and actually it, this is actually the tip Big Tom who worked with me for 13 years um, he uh, <laughs> he's six foot nine and so we would put them at the booth, and people would just walk up to the booth. So actually, the biggest tip I can give them is find someone that's six foot nine, put them at the booth, and they'll just walk up and be like, "How tall are you?" Um, so that's what we do. So the first thing is the person that's working the booth has got to want to be there. It can't be like, oh, "I can't believe my boss is paying me three dollars an hour to do this." Okay, so that's first. Um, second thing, there needs to be some type of engagement of you know why should they approach the booth. Um, you got to stand out more than, oh, my God, a brochure. Do you have brochures? Holy cow. Wow, look at that brochure. Like, no one's doing that. So if you just put brochures out on a table, it's unlikely it's going to attract attention. So you have to do something that is going to, you know, warrant people walking up in curiosity, right? It's like the secret to a good subject line is curiosity. You're getting better at that, right, and some good subject lines, right? Um, but like, you know, all kinds of shit. Like you, 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 you know, we used to have, uh, you know, back in the day we used to do, bring the Vertec out there and the Vertec was a vertical jump device and we would oh, test cool. people's verticals and, uh, it took like five, it was so dumb. It took like five minutes to do each one. It was like, well, I was like, this is like terrible. Um, but, um, then there's like, uh, we had this one thing where like they could take a picture with like a muscle guy, like where you put their head over it. And they're like taking funny pictures with the muscle guy. We had this. Uh, this actually was our best one. The best one we ever did was we got fake weights, like styrofoam weights, <laughs> and people could like take a barbell, so it looks like they were like using a lot of weight, yeah. and they would take pictures of themselves like pressing the weight. So it was just like just dumb shit that's like fun. that that's, yeah, that's going fun. to attract people. Um, the other one was um, uh, uh, we've never done this, but a lot of people do this. Is the wheel. Like, the, you spin the wheel and you can win a rubber ducky or something like that. Um, it's whatever's going to, uh, like, engage people and have fun and want to walk up to what you got, right? 
Um, so that's the second thing. So first is, and I'm totally making this up as I go, right? The first is like a person that wants to be there. The second is something that is actually going to make people curious about why they should walk up to the booth. Um, the, the third is like you probably should have uh, some kind of an offer that would entice people to give you their information. Um, here, give me your email address and I'll give you a brochure. No, buddy, that's not going to work. Um, but this would work. It's like, oh, um, yeah, just fill out this little ticket here or put your name in this iPad. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to pick a random draw uh, to win a free uh, 30 days of personal training. Okay, I'll try that. I'll give you my, I'll give you my email address uh, for that. And that's really what these are. These are lead generation, community-based lead generation events. That's what they are. You're probably not going to make a ton of sales at these types of things. You're going to generate leads and then follow them up at the back end. And I'll tell you where the sales can be made in a second here. Um, but you, you need some kind of an offer. And maybe it's bigger. Maybe it's three months. Maybe it's six months. I don't know. Maybe it's a year. Right? But something where they will make it a no-brainer for them to part ways with their email address and phone number and the point being is that you could then follow up with them consistently as opposed to the one conversation that you had. Okay, so that's the third thing. The, the fourth thing is um, I, I said before that usually not like a ton of sales are made. But I think that you probably can make a few sales. And what I would look for is when you're doing these things, look for two to three really, really great conversations. Like two to three really good, deep conversations with either another business owner that could become a joint venture, another potential client, um, someone that like, you know, how like the guy, you start talking to the guy and he starts getting in your ear. It's like, oh man, dude, I've been out of shape for 15 years and I can't, I can't feel like this anymore. I can't do it. And you like, you just kind of keep the conversation going for like 15, 20 minutes. Well, you developed a rapport with that person in that 15, 20 minutes. They didn't just stop by and grab a brochure. Like you had a deep, deep conversation. And I always like would like to set a goal of like having two to three of those. Two to three of those really good conversations where you kind of get their cell phone and then you text them like the next day and just be like, hey, it was so great chat with you. I'd love to meet with you. Did you want to come by the gym and like sit down and, and, and see if, you know, I can help. Right. And so it's like, so now you have three direct things that you can do. I don't know if in, in a three hour you know, uh, 5k event that if you're going to, you know, have 50 people that you talk to like that, but you definitely could get two to three. Um, and then the leads is like, you have a follow-up process for all the leads that you get. Right. So you have these, um, uh, the, 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 the ticket that they fill out and then you have all these leads and you got to put them into the, your system, your email system. Um, and then you have emails ready to go. Hey, it was so great seeing you. Unfortunately, you weren't the person we picked to win the uh, three-month membership, but we'd love to give you a free consultation to come into the gym and meet with us and see if uh, we can help. Right, stuff like that. Like, like, and I'm paraphrasing. It's it's better email than that uh, that you need to send. But those are is, is that four things? Those four it things. Those four things. Um, and then here's the fifth one. This is a good bonus. Uh, no, uh, no extra charge for this one. Um, go to the people that are running the event. And either two things, ask them for the emails. <laughs> Most likely they'll say no, right? But if they say no, just like, oh, would you be willing to send an email on my behalf? And send them an email to send out to the, all the people that attended. 
something like that. So it's worth a, it's always worth a try. Like they, the only thing they could say is no. Um, and then what you could do is negotiate that on the front end of like if you do decide to do the the 5K. Um, and it's, I'm I'm using 5K as an example. It could be anything. Um, but you can negotiate on the front. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm definitely want to do this booth. I definitely want to do this. Uh, is it possible for me at the end of the race to get an email sent to the full uh, to all the runners with a uh, with an offer or something like that? So just try to organize that on the front end. But you're always in this kind of lead generation mode. You're in this lead generation mode to um, get to collect people's information that are local, and then the fortune is in the follow up. The fortune is in long term follow up. Um, but this is how these things are like how we grew in the very beginning, like the seminar that I talked about before the workshops that we used to do, like we weren't running Facebook ads in 08, right? We were just like doing random stuff, community events like this and getting built on referrals and all of that. Um, so it, it still works today. I mean, obviously it didn't work in COVID. I mean, it'll always work. That's yeah. the beauty of it. People yeah. There's so, always going to so be, up with you know, there's always going to be, you know, community stuff these hokey yeah. local stuff which is cool yeah. i think it's important especially as people you know want more and more of that face-to-face because -face, you know facebook ads at some point it's like get me offline you know, yeah want to meet somebody so that's good on to the third and final question what are some effective strategies and tactics to get the most out of direct mailers oh man so i can honestly say that I do not know many gyms that have had a lot of success with cold direct mail. I think there's got to be some out there. Um, when we're dealing with our purposes and not its huge volumes of people, um, I've yet to see someone that's had a big, big return on investment. I'm not saying it's not out there. I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying I've done it. Other people have, in my groups have done it. And it's just people have opted for other methods um possibly because of lack of skill with direct mail it possibly could be that um but also it's a bigger effort to create it a lot of people aren't good at writing copy and creating postcards and you know it's one thing to do direct mail but it's another thing to do direct mail really well so um but i here's where i do think there's a couple of ways i think using direct mail I'm holding air quotes up um, could work one is with reactivations with people that you already have their address and you actually kind of have a past experience with them whether that's people that uh, came to your gym or whether that's people that were members um, you have their address right and it could be used in conjunction with email follow-up, text message follow-up, phone calls. And you could put together campaigns like, all right, send them some, a letter in the mail. Then two days later, email them and said, hey, just checking if you got my letter, right? So now, like, you can angle it a little differently. It's a much smaller sample size, right, because you're not buying a list, Right, So you're not sending out 10,000 direct mail pieces. So what I think direct mail can be used for in this sense if you're not going to do big colds. And again, there probably are people out there that would tell me you're crazy and direct mail is working really well for me and here's how you do it. Um, if that is true, 
great. I just haven't found that person yet. And if they are out there, if they're listening to this, let me know. And I'd be happy to, you know, create an arrangement for you to sell all of your direct mail stuff to my members if it does work so well, as you say. Um, but until then, I can only speak from the experience of I had. So this is how we've used it is just really through um, using direct mail to help with reactivations as another step in a rung in the ladder um, with email, text, and phone calls and things like that. Now, here's the second thing. This has worked for us. So, I, and I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, but there is a local newspaper in my town that we are avid marketer, marketers in, right? And we do, for Grit, for our summer program, we have two full-page ads that goes into this newspaper. And we literally launched the program only with this newspaper. Zero Facebook ads, zero email, like nothing. The only thing we did with this news was this newspaper. is ridiculous. And the first, we ended up getting 50 kids we started from zero and ended up getting 50 kids from a newspaper to sign up, not 50 leads, 50 kids to sign up for a program. Only marketing we did was a newspaper. It's ridiculous. But this newspaper is kind of like direct mail. It's just coming. The, 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 the way it works is the, it, it's a free local paper and the free local paper gets sent. It's small enough that it goes in the mailbox. Right. And so, um, it's like mail more than a newspaper that goes to the end of the driveway that a lot of times gets thrown. I mean, when they put the newspaper in my driveway, I put it from the driveway into the garbage. It goes, never makes it in the house, but this paper does because it goes to my mailbox. It's that small. Um, and it's a free thing that goes to every home in the community of the paper of the town that the paper is in. And, um, there is like almost there's like three articles and the rest is garbage marketing. When I say garbage marketing, I'm talking about the, the, the ice cream guy puts a picture of his business card in the newspaper. That's his marketing, right? That is how bad some people are at marketing is that they take a picture of their business card and they put it in the newspaper. Right. So when you see stuff like that, you're like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Right. Um, now, I'm saying this works for me. I'm not saying that this might if you don't have a paper that is like this in the community, I'm not saying go try the newspaper. Right. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work for you. But for us, it works because it's super hyper local um, and our clients read it because there is it's it's got like community news inside of it. Um, and I also know that it just works because we track the, I mean, you know, I mean, you're tracking the QR codes. It doesn't work as well on the adult side as it does in the kid side. Uh, the adult, the kid side trumps the adults all day long, but we still ended up getting, um, a decent amount of leads from, um, from the newspaper for our adult one this past, this past month. It wasn't great, but it was decent. Um, and so that's a form of direct kind of direct mail. It's not like the traditional direct mail of like a postcard or a letter, but it's like it's direct mail that's going. And the difference is, is people are already having a prior relationship with the paper, right? They're already looking at it. They're already maybe it's part of their routine that they're already seeing that newspaper. And then you just happen to become a page within that newspaper. So it kind of is a form of direct mail. I mean, it's a form of print marketing. 
um, that they're getting for free. Um, and it honestly is a lot cheaper than if you did direct mail. I'm shocked at how cheap it actually is. Um, but um, that has kind of my, been my – so that's my direct mail experience. Uh, and if anyone out there is listening to this, they're really doing well with like postcards and other things like that. I'd love to hear it. Um, but in my um, 15 years, I haven't seen anyone crush it with uh, postcards and letters. I mean, I even I, I remember I did like a three-step mail campaign, um, and it was like a letter from Vanessa, and it was like all this crazy stuff, and it just bombed. It was like just a bomb. But that yeah, I mean, it's an intense process. People people complain about Facebook being hard to do. But, you know, we're so spoiled, <laughs> yeah. you know, direct mail. You got to do a lot of research, man. So I don't blame you for, for going, you know what? Nope, just the newspaper. <laughs> we're sticking yeah. with and it. Yeah, you guys just got to find what works. And the, what the newspaper works for us. So that's where yeah. we put the budget. Yeah, that's one of your core tenants anyway. Is if it works, what, what are you doing if you're stopping it? Yeah. Know? Just keep going. So, so that's three? about it. That was three? That was three. Good. All right. You want to tell them again about the surge before we sign off? Uh, surge is starting soon. Surge is starting soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're a gym owner, uh, this surge is like the, the education you never got in marketing. Uh, it's an MBA level course for gym owners that want to understand and be able to get results from their marketing. Um, you even get homework. Yeah. We give you a little homework. Nothing crazy. Not, don't, don't, don't scare them off, Matt. If you're scared um, of homework that makes you money. Yeah. No, that's it, it's funny because I was watching. Um, we were kind of getting dusting off the surge page, uh, and I was watching some of the videos in the surge. And there was like testimonials from uh, there was a testimonial from one of our members who started uh, in the surge. And he, I remember my first phone call with him. He was like, he was like twenty four years old, and he was like, he was like, I don't know. He was making like seven thousand dollars a month. And I was like, I don't, he's like, I don't think I can do this. Like, this is too much money, right? Um, and I was like, well, you know, you got like nothing to lose. I mean, if you if you think the program sucks, I'll just give you your money back. And he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And this is um, five years ago. And today he just had his first kid a few days ago. And he's got two gyms in Philadelphia. Uh, he's doing like $60,000 a month in revenue right now. And he's just like killing it. And I just remember that. I still remember that conversation with this kid. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. And, was, and, and, um, and so, yeah, I look at where he is today. So there's, there, and I was, so I was watching the surge video and there's his story comes up. So if you actually want to uh, check out his story or uh, they interviewed him after the surge, I mean, this is after the surge. I mean, that that was right after the search because he did so well. I think he had like 20 new clients in three weeks or something like that. Um, but you can take a look at it on the, the video. Matt will put the link in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, if you want to kind of nail down the marketing side of the business, I know you guys are really good with the training side and really good with retention and hopefully good with staffing. Um, but typically it's the marketing side that people have a lot of question marks on. Um, so this is it so join me for six weeks we're going to go deep and um i think it'll be really helpful for you guys cool yeah i'll put that link down in the uh, show notes and 
there are a lot of remarkable stories that come out of there. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, go look in the show notes. Yeah, and if, you do, if you're too lazy to go look in the show notes, the URL is the number six week clientsearch.com. As if they'll type that out if they're too lazy to scroll and click. You know what? You, you never know. You never know. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Matt. What's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, the six-week new client surge is coming up on June 13th. All the details are in the show notes. Just go ahead and click that link. It'll take you to the page. You'll be able to read the page and get all the info and insight you need to see if you are ready to own the marketing side of your business. Hope to see you there. Peace.